Welcome to Born for the Trails, the home service podcast. I'm your host, Mandy Bala, sitting next to my co-host, Shreya. Hey, everybody. And we are here at Home Service Freedom, and we have our special guest, one and only Brigham Dickinson. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Join us as we dive deep into the world of home service entrepreneurship, interacting with industry leaders, coaches, and entrepreneurs about their experiences, challenges, and victories. Through their inspiring stories, we hope to equip our listeners with the tools and knowledge they need to succeed in the competitive home service industry. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, tune in to Born for the Trades podcast for invaluable insight and real-world inspiration. And Brigham, like to the audience, to the listeners, you want to share like who you are, what do you do? Let's get started with that. Yeah. So uh, Power Selling Pros, we train people on how to take care of customers over the phone. I've uh, been doing it for the last 15 years. Happy to tell you guys how we started if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, absolutely. Cool. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So uh, I uh, I used to do digital advertising. Believe it or not. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily by choice. It was back in 2008 and I was broke. You've been digital marketing? Yeah. yeah as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, I, I would sell it. Yeah, ears. <laughs> he definitely he's paying attention now. Oh, yeah. yeah, so uh, it, it was a company called Oozle in Utah. Oozle. Yeah, and they didn't have enough money to hire me officially as an employee, and I was just like, "Hey, I, I will, I'll make sales because I can sell." Right. right. I'll make sales, and when I make a sale, you pay me. Mm-hmm. And they thought they thought that was great. And one of my clients, his name was uh, Troy Nearings of Nearings Plumbing and Heating, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, I started working with him. He brought me in within two weeks and he says, hey, your leads are no good. So mm-hmm. leads are no good. And he's like, well, they just want a ballpark price. They just want to know what you charge to come out of this. They just want to talk to a technician. And I said, well, those are, those are leads, Troy. You should, right. you should book those calls and while those customers is going on. Now, lucky for me, I, I used to work with a company called uh, Arctic Air in Chico, California. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> small world, huh? Well, well, uh, uh, Kevin Comerford was the district manager there for service sectors before he started his own business, right? Mm-hmm. And he 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 trained me on how to answer the phones. And so mm-hmm. when I was talking to Troy, I was like, "Dude, you just need to train your CSRs. I know how to do it. I've been taught, and I can teach you too." And so actually, I know I started training in CSRs, and then he uh, referred me to a guy named Tom Robichaud in Boulder, Colorado, Precision Plumbing and Heating. Oh. And so I started working with, with Tom's guys. And it was funny about Tom because he was like, hey, um, I hear you're training Troy's team. I said, absolutely, I'm training Troy's, Troy's team. And he said, you know, um, I'd like you to train my CSRs as well. I said, that sounds great, but I'm going to need to do your advertising. And he said, no, I don't, I don't need any help with my advertising, but I'll pay you to train my CSRs. And of course, mm. I thought, oh, okay, you will pay me. Okay, great. Let's do it. Because I was broke. <laughs> I was broke. So I thought, okay, cool. So I started working with Tom and then Tom and Troy got together and they were talking and they said, hey, we need to get Brigham in front of Mike Arduguliero in East Brunswick, New Jersey. The founder, founder of CEO CEO Warrior and of Gold Medal. Gold Medal. Yeah, yes. he said sold both of those. But he called me up and he said, hey, uh, Tom and Troy are talking about me. They're saying how good you are. Right. As a, as a CSR coach, uh, and what you're doing is unique, right? Because we train people one on one twice a month using yeah. their own phone calls. We actually hold the CSRs accountable mm-hmm. for the company. Last thing we want to do is give a contractor one more thing to do. They're not going to do it anyway, so we just go in and do it for them. But good yeah, so Mike was like, "Hey, if you if you do a good job for me, 
I will refer you to everybody. And at the time, I was just like, okay, he's just looking for a good deal. But sure enough, he started referring me to everyone. I started hiring all my friends. And you guys, as you can tell, I don't have a lot of friends. I hired all my friends. And and next thing you know, we started working with a bunch of um, heating and cooling companies, plumbers, electricians, and so on and so forth. Today, we we work with over a 1,000 trainees in our program, all CSRs, dispatchers, and league coordinators. We've got a team of coaches, a team of call monitors. And what they do is they monitor phone calls. All the coaches take those calls in and they listen to those calls with CSRs. And then twice a month for about a half hour, we're having CSRs listen to their own phone calls. And we just practice with them on a regular basis. And in most cases, we're able to take call conversion up by 20%. Wow. Yeah, the industry average without training is about 50 to 60% calls versus set appointments. Mm-hmm. So when we go in, we start working with them. Generally speaking, within the first three months, we can get them up to 70%, no problem. It's that 70 to 85 and that 85 to 95 gets a little bit more difficult. And so what we do is we're taking through four levels of certification. It takes about a year and a half to complete. But by the time we're done, they are booking calls. They are wiring customers. And the most important thing is, is that they're the only ones, right? Your company is the only are the only ones going out to the customer's home. Because at the end of the day, believe it or not, you're, you're going to be blown away by this, but the technician yeah. doesn't want to be one of five bids. Can you yeah. believe? <laughs> I hear it every day. Yeah. And, and the homeowner doesn't want to be one of five bids either. Yeah. And so whose job is it to make sure that the technician is the only one going out to the customer's home? Well, it's the CSR, the dispatchers, the coordinator. And so, I mean, obviously, the lead coordinator is making sure the comfort advisor is the only one going out there. If you are the only one going out, if that technician is the only one going out, chances of their cell going through is 100%, right? What would you say are the common worst practices in the office so that owners can recognize um, the issues that they're having? Like the common worst practices that you see and then what you counteract um, your training with that specifically? So that's a great question. It's, it's generally because they're understaffed. I know this is weird. This is totally weird, right? But the fact of the matter is, is that they're understaffed and uh, they don't have enough people answering phones. And so we've done two things to combat that, right? Number one, um, we train them. We train the CSRs to make sure that they're being very efficient over the phone. So without training, your average call, if it's done in a way that it's the, the, the call's booked, it's going to be five to six minutes. But we've trained the CSR on how to do it within two to three minutes. And the way that you do that is that you want to create a connection and take care of the customer's emotional needs right out of the gate. Yeah. So, so let me show you how, how you do that real quick, if, if that's all right. Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. And this, and this will help answer that question. Yeah. So customer gets on the phone and even if they want a ballpark price, they want to know to charge them out. They want to talk to a technician over the phone. It, it, it doesn't matter. Your objective is to create a connection with that customer and book that call. So, right. hey, I'm just looking for a ballpark price. Great. Tell me more about your situation. What's going on? Well, I've got this air conditioner and it's full of hot air. I'm like, gosh, that's terrible. How long has it been doing that for the last couple of days? Well, look, we can help you with that. When would you like I said this afternoon to be What just happened there? They wanted a ballpark price. And by the time I was done, they're ready to book. Wow. Ready to book right there. And the reason why is because psychologically, the customer doesn't really know what to ask. Mm-hmm. So they don't know the difference between you and the next guy aside from your price. And so naturally, what are they going to ask? How much is it? Right? They don't know what else to ask. So the minute you start creating value for them, and the way that you do that is you show them that you're listening. You show them that you care. You yeah. reassure them that you've called the right place. 
And then you ask the right question. When would you like us out? Because at the end of the day, they want their problem fixed. In order to get their problem fixed, they have to have somebody out. Mm, love that. You see what I'm saying? Right. I think it's understaffed because really CSRs are seen as revenue suckers in a company, right? So they're not producing that revenue. They don't want to hire more people that are not producing revenue in the office. Is that right? Um, you're, you're totally right. Uh, they spend all of their time and all their money training technicians, training comfort advisors not realizing all the while that their CSR is the reason why that technician works. Yep. So if you just give your CSRs the attention they deserve, I mean, I can call it chief counselor, right? Yes. It's somebody that's talking right. to them for 30 minutes, twice a month. Right. They, they get that personal attention. They realize that their job is important. Um, that person who's coaching them also teaching them, teaches them ways to, to even make more money. Say, for example, I mean, every company pays for tech set leads, right? Right. Why aren't we paying for CSR set leads, right? Customers on the phone and the CSR has access to all their information. Hey, Mr. Jones, I'm looking at your notes. I noticed yeah. that uh, your system is about 12 years old. Have you ever considered replacing it? Next thing you know, we're not just sending out a technician. We are sending out a comfort advisor as well. Right. That's, that's, a, that's a great point. And Brigham, I wanted to ask this. Like, what is a great description of... Uh, CSR looks like, you know, a great, phenomenal CSR. What, what kind of, what's a real job description, job description of a CSR? Yeah. It's a mystery. Okay, so in general, we're looking for somebody who has a great attitude. If they have a great attitude, they can be taught. They can be trained. If they're hungry, boy, we can teach them a whole lot. I mean, say, for example, selling service agreements over the phone. If they're willing to find ways to make more money because they're hungry, right? Right. Boy, I mean, say a customer gets on the phone and we can tell on the notes that they've had us out a couple of times over the last two years. Mr. Jones, I'm, I'm looking at your notes and I noticed that we've been out a couple of times. Have you ever considered uh, a service agreement? Now, it's really cool. We come out in the spring, we come out on the phone, make sure it's running a peak efficiency and it helps things like this and everything that you're dealing with right now from happening. So if you want it, I get you going on it right now. Next thing you know, we're selling a service agreement. Now, if that person is selling two service agreements a day, they're making an extra twenty dollars a day. What is that? Three hundred sixty-five days a year. It's making money. So, so bottom line is, is uh, what kind of person you're looking for? Somebody with a great attitude. You give me somebody with a great attitude, I'm going to make them a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot. I would say that people don't usually look for hunger in a CSR when they're hiring them. They look for just a generally pleasant person, right? That sounds nice. That's it. But when we're looking for salespeople or technicians, we're looking for hunger. So just moving that over to the office to see that performance and hiring. Yeah. Yeah. So the minute and, and the industry is changing, yeah. right? Because before you just wanted somebody nice, right? And uh, the downfall of nice is just you can be replaced. And of course, yeah, and I don't want to steal your thunder. I know you're going to talk about AI. I would. I would. <laughs> but, but before 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 that, yeah. there is like, you know, one one more question. I think a lot of people yes, have. So what, what kind of relationships could be there between a CSR and a dispatcher? Okay. So, so tell me more about that because I know what you're getting at, but let's make like, sure that we're like, like there is like, you know, a lot of, uh, I would say confusion between like, you know, these two in booking, like, you know, dispatching and booking appointments. So a lot of, uh, I would say disruption is there. So how they can sync together. 
CSRN dispatcher. Number one, the confusion of the yeah. departments being separate. Mm -hmm. Number two, what is the job description of a dispatcher versus a CSR? Number three, what is their relationship with each other and how important is the communication there? Okay, so let's talk about the dispatcher for there you go. a quick moment. The dispatcher's job is to make sure the board, the board is formed, that technicians and company advisors are completely 100% busy, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you have league coordinators that are taking care of the company advisors, fine. Right. The dispatcher's job is to make sure the board, the board is full and that technicians and company advisors are absolutely 100% busy, right? Right. The CSR's job is to make sure that they book every call that comes in. Now, the, what happens is, and this is, what, this is the mistake that occurs, okay? Mm -hmm. The mistake occurs when the dispatcher goes into a CSR department and says, stop, stop booking calls. The minute you tell a CSR to stop booking calls, guess what you're going to get? Less booked Less calls. Yeah. Don't do that ever. It's all the time. Yeah. So a dispatcher's job, very simply, is to work with the technician, create a connection with that technician. Why? Because your goal is to get the most out of that technician possible. Right. Right. And that may mean that you might need to do some favors here and there. Right. Hey, I know you have that fishing trip coming up. I'm absolutely going to make sure you get on that fishing trip. Here's what I'm going to do, A, B, C, but here's what I need you to do for me. I've got something coming up this day, something coming up that day. And this family needs you, not this technician, not this other technician, you, sir. Right. Right. And so you send that technician out, you take care of that technician. Boy, if you were to do that from a dispatcher standpoint, my gosh. Oh my God. It it, yeah, it would change the world. Detection be dreading the call. Yeah. I, that was me. I mean, in the field, we always were like dreading the call to the dispatcher, you know, because the dispatcher is going to, excuse my French, give us shit <laughs> and like micromanage us and make us feel like, why are you talking to me like that? And that relationship is so important. They, they're doing us a service and we're doing them a service. Yes. Yeah. You guys work together now. A dispatcher is kind of the pilot. pilot. And that pilot's got to make sure that everything's running smoothly. Well, the best way to work run things smoothly in an office is to recognize that you're dealing with people and people have emotions and uh, people get tired and people want to be understood and they want to feel cared about yeah. and they want to feel reassured that you've got them. Yeah. If they feel that way, they're going to do anything for you. They just need to feel that you'll take a bullet for them. The minute they feel like you'll take a bullet from them, they will take a bullet for you. So with that emotional aspect, that goes into what Mandeep wanted to talk about, because with it being the emotions are really important in this process, because yeah. that's what creates action in people is emotion. Empathy. So when Empathy. we talk about Empathy. artificial intelligence and we talk about, you know, it, it, all I hear about is CSR and dispatch being replaced by artificial intelligence all day long. That's what people are, are looking, looking at, looking forward to. What do you think about that subject with what you do? And a lot of people are scared, scared to death, that and excited too. So I, I see like two words. Of, excited. Ex excited. Like SARS are scared it's like, to death, right? Do you think that human human can replace this thing? No. So the, your, your question is, is whether AI can replace humans? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. So uh, look, there's this model, uh, let's call it the Amazon model. In an apples-to-apples comparison, the lowest price wins, and Amazon is killing with that model. Right? They're killing it. And then there's the Chick-fil-A model. You think AI is going to replace anything at Chick-fil-A? No. Yeah, no. they're not even working on Sundays. 
Yeah. Right. And they're and they're charging three times as, as much as McDonald's. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. So the question is, is what kind of model do you want? Right. Right. So here's the thing. When you create a wow experience for the customer, what you're doing is you're delivering the unexpected. Nothing mm. about AI is unexpected. Why? Right. Because it's programming is to do what is expected. Yeah. So right. the minute you the minute you start doing what is expected, well, then you've you've just begun to monetize yourself. You you basically decide you haven't monetized yourself at all you basically have have a you you sold out to mediocrity the endless sameness that occurs on amazon if that's what you want go for it love that comparison that's the best i've heard actually is the comparison of okay that is a model and if you like that model then do that but this is another model that continues to work and will never go away. It's just you're choosing like quality over quantity or quantity over quality. Yeah. Anything that is customer facing, okay, just consider how you justify your 20% margin on every product that you sell, right? The way that you justify it is the value you create in your interaction with the customer. So from that first phone call, I want to experience wow. Right. Yeah. So whatever that is, and if and the way that we do it is listening, caring, reassuring, asking the right questions, creating value, being grateful. By the time they hang up, they're like, "Wow, I'm done shopping," and they don't call anybody else. Yeah, so our objective is to do the unexpected over the phone, do the expected in the home, so that when we get to the price, finally, right, because we have to be there an hour and a half. Right. When we get to the price, it's who cares what the price is? I like you. I'm buying you. Okay. And, uh, you know, science has already proved that you can't sell logically. You can only sell emotionally. Those are the best salespeople in the world. That is what incites action, right? So that initial, sure, logic gets people interested, but it doesn't sell the job, right? So that would be selling through logic is depending on AI for sales. Now, AI is a training tool, right? So that's what we've been hearing about recently, like with real life. Is AI as a training tool integrated with these processes just to so I can learn what I need to learn faster and better, but I am still as a person increasing my skills and doing it myself because at the end of the day, uh, yeah, no ro robot can better than me. And overall, it's, man. Overall, overall, I think it's all about the experience that you give, like you know, what Shreya just mentioned about emotions, right? Empathy, and overall, what kind of experience you are giving to the customer. That that what matters. Absolutely. Yeah, and into into the next subject because I'm staring at it in front of me and I'm able to stop. Is so you've written a couple of books, um, and this one specifically something to give is about leadership, right? So first of all, what got you into into writing? At what point? And then can you tell us a little bit about your new book? Yeah, so I write to uh, just refine my thoughts. Uh, it's important for me. From I just love to journal. And I also write, I like to write my stories and, and there's more to it than that. I'll, so my father-in-law uh, was one of the best uh, auto sales trainers in the world. His name's, Paul, his name's Paul Rogers. Uh, oh, I've never heard of him. Yeah. So he's, he's really good, but um, he, he passed away suddenly when he was 56. And as soon as he passed away, I started going online to find him. Because as soon as somebody passes away, you're like, dude, okay, where's this stuff? Why? Because you want to still be close to him. You want to find a way to connect. Him. I couldn't find anything online. I couldn't find anything. I reached out to his company and said, hey, did you record anything? Nothing. This this guy had done hundreds of 
you know, breakouts and speeches and so on and so forth. And they captured none of it. And 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 if nothing else, I wanted I, I wanted to to make sure that as soon as I'm done, right? What yeah. for whatever reason, I wanted to make sure that my kids could go online, type in my name and see me speak. Yeah. Legacy exactly. media, media existence, right? Exactly. Same thing with same thing with my books. Um they'll read stories in there about them. Sorry, I'm trying, I'm trying not to get emotional. <laughs> feel, feel free, like um, be yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, like I said, I look up, I look up to my father-in-law yeah. a lot, and um, I just want to make sure that my kids, my kids' kids, my kids' kids' kids, whenever they think about me, they know exactly where I stand. All they have to do is go online, type in my name. They'll see as many videos as they want to see. They'll be able to read my books and see exactly where I stand, regardless of whether I'm good or not. And that's why I do it. Point in. Wow. Wow. that's the best why I could have ever got. That's that's amazing. And, and let's share, let's share like, you know, your books, like, you know, uh, all the books I would say you want to share with, with, with the audience, with the listeners so that they can actually look for it, read it and take, the, you know. Yeah. So uh, you can go to uh, BrighamDickinson.com, B-R-I-G-H-A-M-D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N. And all three books are there on that website. Um, it's Pattern for Excellence. And that's that's our foundation principles that we teach for CSRs, dispatchers, and coordinators. Um, uh, the second book is uh, Pattern After Excellence. And that's when I was kind of, this is an interesting journey for me. I was recognizing uh, the difference between applying truth in my life in a moment as opposed to caving to human tendency. And mm. I just would share those experiences, even, not just my successes, but also my pitfalls. And so just going through that process, it was just something I really wanted uh, my kids to have. And so... I, I share it with everybody else as well, and it seemed to work out pretty well. Yeah. Um, and this this one here, this book here is called Something to Give. just came out a couple of weeks ago. You want to share it uh, like on camera? That yeah, would be sure. That would be yeah. Hopefully, Some, something to hopefully you can zoom in here. Well. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But uh, the objective here, I, I own a few businesses. Uh, I own a night answering service as well. Um, I also own a, a post-workout recovery company. So basically, as soon as you're done with the workout, you can go and get worked on, whether it's massage or cupping or scraping. Wow. Or I, I, had, I had no idea about that. Yeah. So I've, I've got two locations. We've got a we've got a, a 13 percent profit margin. You know, it, it's actually working out surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it, it's it's going great. And, and hopefully you'll see, you'll see one in, in, in every major market in the United States one day. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely let's and do it in tampa too, <laughs> too. but it, it's fantastic and uh uh super fun to do all these businesses they run by themselves and and so in the book what i've done is i've explained how to build a business and get it running by itself so that you can still not just have financial freedom but uh freedom over your time as well that journey to become a leader worth following yeah so today it's not just about uh having a purpose that drives the organization. It's also about the person that's leading the organization. And so that that person needs to be somebody who's worth following. And I'm constantly working on it, right? I'm not perfect. Uh, but I, I find that as I work on myself, uh, my people tend to work on themselves as well, as opposed to pointing the finger and saying, I suck. They're working on themselves because I'm working on myself. Keep by example. You work on yourself it follows with the team yeah and you're not telling them to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself exactly that, that's amazing and Brigham like your last question uh would like to ask that uh, what's the best advice that uh we give to the home service industry owners 
to take CSM department to the next level so that they can start now? Well, I mean, obviously, the last thing I want to be is, is self-serving. I, I take that back. The, the thing I want to be is self-serving at this point. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, look, if you could do it yourself, uh, if you can do it in the office where you have the time to dedicate towards your CSRs, give them that time where you have the ability to listen to your phone, listen to their calls on a regular, I wouldn't do it on a Friday, I would do it on a weekend. But during, during, during the week, just listen to those calls, save certain calls for coaching purposes, and then take time with them. If you were to take a day with them on a regular basis, boy, it would change their lives. They'd feel super, super special. That's huge. That's number one. Number two, if you can give them a way to make more money, so it's not just a dead-end job, right? Most CSRs are like, oh, I can't wait till I'm in accounting because then I can get a dollar more an hour. It's such a mistake to do that. If they are good over the phones, you want to keep them on the phones. And the way that you do that is you incentivize them to set leads for comfort advisors and you pay them the same amount that you would pay to a technician. Don't treat them like they're second rate, right? If they sell a service agreement, you should pay them the same commission that you would a technician. Totally. Yeah. Especially over the phone. Yes. Especially. Yeah. That's time to do it. Right. Customers still feeling emotional angst because the system's still not working. Right. Whereas when the technician sells the service agreement, it's already fixed. And so the emotional angst is gone. It's hard to sell these types of statistics that they'll buy something else when the technician comes when they already sold a service agreement is so high. So they're producing even more revenue afterwards by selling that. Yes. In your heart of hearts, if you believe as a contractor that you would you do not have time to do this yourself, let power selling pros do it for you. We come in, we have a team of phone monitors, we'll listen to your phone calls, we'll coach them. Twice a month, who's in their own point boss. Our coaches are being coached. They are monitored and they are coached on a regular basis. So even, even the coaches that are working with you are being coached, right? Even right. I have a coach that I work with on a regular basis. And so everybody is being right. coached. And when you do that, you're going to see amazing results at Sacred Call Center to keep your technicians busy and make sure that the only ones going out the best result. That's amazing. We're going we're gonna to link your website uh, in the description. And uh, but again, thank you. Thank you for coming on our show. And to the listeners, uh, look forward to the next one. And I hope uh, you, you are going to be at the home service event next time. If Absolutely. you didn't make it, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. Love it. Tommy Miller did a phenomenal job. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Thank you. Fun. Appreciate it. Yeah.